BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, Doug, it's Thursday, February 22nd. Happy New Year. <laughs> Are you going to make it the whole year doing that? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I love we'll it. see. We'll see who doesn't like it, because I've been finding that it gets a laugh now. Like last night I did stand up and I said, Happy New Year. And it got the audience laughed like, you know, hey, it's <laughs> too late for that. Uh, We're a but, you couple know, holidays in. That's why I think it might be fun. See if I can, you know, ride this puppy to like September. <laughs> uh, just, you know, Happy New Year, everybody. Um, our guest today really fits in with the concept of uh, nominative determinism uh, because he has become his initials. What? How is that? Well, you're just going to have to listen to find out. His name is Josh Adam Myers, so that's another thing. It's uh, always exciting to get a triple where, uh, you know, all three names are just out there. That's his, you know, professional name. And we'll get into the hows and whys of that as well. Have you met him before, Doug? I don't believe so, no. Okay. Well, then let's stick with when we, you know, when I introduce you to him, just stick with a firm we have not met. Nah. Instead of <laughs> I'm not sure. Because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not that's most not comics. That I don't know. It's not that <laughs> <Yeah>. welcoming. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how it is. Like we meet so many oh, yeah. people. No, I get it. But when you're just like, yeah, I don't know if I met this guy. <laughs> well, you don't know. Like, you probably. Well, it's have. also bad sometimes you're like, no, and they're like, you don't remember? And it's like, fuck. Right. <laughs> I know. You are, you're damned if you do or if you don't. You're damned if you dug. You're damned if you dug. Uh, <laughs> let's go to work. Hello, Josh Adam Myers. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, buddy. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, man. I'm getting ready to see Pantera tonight. So I'm going to, I know I'm going to cover my body in phone books and, uh, and I'm going to go in there to so make sure I don't get stabbed or, or punched <laughs> in a weird kidney. I, I feel like my kidneys are, are, are like the weakest link on my body. So I got to protect those. 
<laughs> I so just I, already I, I fear though for your kidney even even on the other side of a phone book because I feel like if somebody punches a phone book hard enough that's on the other side of your kidney that would be obviously it would protect it a little bit sure but uh, <laughs> also where are you going to get these phone books do they still exist I haven't even thought of that yet <laughs> I don't even know that's crazy like how long has a phone book been out of commission I see, you know, I used to see them, it feels like, with, uh, you know, maybe pre-pandemic or something, they'd be stacked up like in the lobby of a, of a building or something. Yeah. And all the, all the residents would just ignore it until they throw it all out, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> it just seems like such a waste. What's um, the longest you've ever kept something in your building's common area before bringing it up to your apartment, like a package or, or anything that's just, you know, it's an annoyance to people. Well, you know, that's the thing is uh, you got to get your stuff out of there these days because the old package thieves, yes. like you can't really get away with just leaving something sitting there just because you don't feel like lugging it upstairs or whatever. Um, but yeah, so but I, I find a lot of people just put the most interesting things. They just put it next to the garbage, like in L.A. in particular, there's just sort of this, oh, if I leave a big piece of furniture out on the sidewalk, they'll just they'll just magically take it away. Uh, which is true. It does happen, but it's still interesting to me that people are so casual about, you know, doing that. Uh, I, <laughs> I had a, I had my, my podcast producer for the 500, um, my music podcast. He sent me like mock-ups of our new merch that he's sending to the Patreon people. And he sent me a box of probably, 22 hoodies in various sizes all the way up to like triple and quadruple X uh, and, a, and a shitload of t-shirts. And I'm a minimalist. I live in New York city, no storage room. I left that box down there for realistically six, seven months, I would say. Oh, <laughs> and, and if, and if any time somebody would be, tell me they like, hey, man, you got to move this box. I'd be like, I'd have it open. But I had another box on top of it. I'd open up the box and go, you want a hoodie? <laughs> I was like, you look a little cold here. Take this. And I'd give <laughs> them a hoodie and they would shut the fuck up about it and be like, all right, yeah, I guess, I guess it'll stay there for a little bit longer. And then one day it just <laughs> magically disappeared. <laughs> oh, so you just didn't even get uh, get the the stuff that was in the box. I what am I going to do it, dude? What am I going to do with twenty two hoodies? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, I've never heard of a hoodie cannon, but you know, you can just, <laughs> you just hurl them into the crowd, old school style, especially especially on a cold night. You know, the ladies would like to use them as a blanket, maybe over their legs. Yes, I, I, I thought about just leaving it out on the corner of 22nd and 1st, like, which is the area that I live in. And we, you know, it's New York. So there are I there are people that are, you know, without homes or we really don't I'm not gonna say the area that I live in is like is like bad. But there are like there are people that I see on the street that are like that are like regulars, I guess. And I and I would have left it. And I think I should have because then it's just promoting my podcast. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which so I did. It's that kind knows? of street street marketing that really really uh, makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, dude. I really started the ground level and then worked my way up <laughs> to buying geo targeted ads. Uh, well, so in the cold open that we record before we uh, talk to our guest, uh, Doug and I were discussing how 
like the two of you may have uh, crossed paths at some point because as stand-up comedians, but um, uh, during the theme song, it, it occurred to me that you uh, were both at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Um, do you Last remember? Year. Do you remember meeting <laughs> Doug Millard? He was the host of a stand-up show that you were on. Yes, I do. You <laughs> look incredible, buddy. I do remember you. What a great guy! That's so cool. I didn't know. I, I didn't know what I was walking into today. I didn't know if we were talking movies. We're talking weed. So I, I have. So I have young Frankenstein playing, and I have a bong <laughs> lit up in front of me, just so I can be prepared for anything. Oh yeah, well that sounds like you're uh, ready for two shows that I do that aren't this one. Yeah, uh, this is. <laughs> You know, just for anybody just joining us for the first time, because they're Josh Adam Myers fans, um, we, Doug and I, started doing this show because we live in different cities. He's in Austin. I'm in Los Angeles. And so during the pandemic, everything was happening over Zoom. So we just started a podcast called Wide World of Dougs. That's basically two Dougs talking to uh, various comedians and actors and people about uh, their name and how they think it, uh, you know, has affected their life. And um, so that's why there's, you know, two of us interviewing one person. And yeah, that's, dig it. Yeah. And we've done a few live ones, but it's still mostly a, a Zoom thing. So that's why we can get you uh, in New York. So this is really uh, tri coastal, this particular uh, episode. Yeah. And, um, you know, normally we go through uh, the guest names, you know, part by part or whatever. But I just want to skip ahead with you, Josh Adam Myers, because yeah. we already know all three parts of your name and what your initials would be. And, you know, it's dawned on me before that you have a show that where, you know, that has... Uh, the word jam, you know, in the title, but like, so do you feel like having the initials that spell jam? Do you feel like that pointed you in the direction of uh, how much you do involving music in your career? Um, no, uh, it's just a fun coincidence. It's just, a, it's just a, it's jam. just a, it's happenstance, man. Yeah, is yeah. because I didn't even think about you know the the goddamn comedy jam the jam part we were it wasn't planned like this is a cool thing that will have your name in it it was my my guitarist joel said the goddamn comedy jam we were trying to come up with an idea for what this show would be when we did the first iteration of it and and then it was like it was more just because it sounded cool, like the goddamn comedy gym. Because I remember he goes, it sounds like the Catalina wine mixer. It just rolls off the tongue. And and it wasn't until the show started taking off that everybody was like, was like, oh, and you know that, like, it's, oh, I just realized it's Jam, the goddamn comedy gym. Your name's Jam. And then I just act like it was planned the whole time. But it literally was, a, was just a happy accident. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I thought that could be the case. That's why I, you know, why to, ask about it right away because you know and it's also one of those things you sometimes you when you see it written down you think of it like oh that's his initials and then other times it's just a perfect name for a show which is basically a music jam with comedians yeah. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, and goddamn, like you're saying, just the flow of that is, is so perfect. I actually, well, I, and I don't know if this is what you want right now, um, but, you know, the Josh Adam Myers is, it wasn't my idea. I didn't <laughs> want to do it. I wanted to be Josh Myers, and I was told I can't be Josh Myers when I started stand-up comedy by Bobby Lee. Because you want you want the story now? You want me to dive into yeah, this because sure. this is so. Yeah. So this is so. All right. So I when I my whole life it's been Josh Myers or Joshua Myers. I'm really Joshua Myers is only something my mom would say. Um, nobody ever called me Joshua. I also it's so funny as I as I've gotten older, I love Joshua more than I like Josh. Like Joshua sounds, you know, like a like a French New Wave Joshua Myers, like a French New Wave cinema director, like like Hiroshima Monomore. Like Josh Myers sounds like a very Jewy, you know. It's uh, it's we're going to Josh Myers's bar mitzvah on Tuesday. Like it just sounds very like like schmeckle and like you know that kind of shit. <laughs> so which schmeckle means dick, by the way. <laughs> I don't know why that came. It just sounds very just sounds very Semitic. Well, so did you think about well, did you ever think about Josh Schmeckle? <laughs> Joshua Schmeckle. No, but you hear something funny. The first, the first, I was in in 1997 when Wu Tang was big. Me and three of my buddies started uh, a hip hop group called Da Shekels. So close to Schmeckle, but it's Da Shekels, which is Jewish money. So it was Da Shekels. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it was great, dude. I have every album too. Dude, I have like six tapes of all of our records. First three are crap, but then we found our voice on Sergeant Buddha's Smoky Bong Club band, which is more of like a concept record. Like it's our dark side of the moon. And then we then we finally got a good producer, put out De Shekels Five, and then we broke up. But then me and them we got together like maybe like six months later and we we made like a greatest hits. And I have all of it. I have everything, dude. It's fucking insane that it's horrible music, by the way. It's not good. <laughs> but I love okay. it. I, it's just such a time of my life, you know what I mean? Where you you're just like, oh man, it just takes you back to like nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight, you know. Wu Tang swept the suburbs. We all can agree on that. Like white <laughs> seventeen to twenty five year old white men like fell in love with Wu Tang. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I watched it happen to some some dudes. Um, all right, so now Story? that we got that out of the way, that was uh, that was quite a journey, and um, now I've got. <laughs> Some warm-up questions for you before we get back to uh, your name. Okay. Uh, starting with, and these are all things that are sort of name-related in terms of, uh, it's kind of the names you choose for yourself. It's like things that are permanent in your life that you, uh, you know, you got to decide what it was called instead of, obviously, you, you didn't, uh, you know, pick your own name. So um, starting with, what's your tattoo situation? So I actually have my initials <laughs> tattooed on my wrist. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have jam on my wrist. I copied off of my friend Jason Moyer, who was uh, much cooler than me. Big football player at my school. He was one of the first guys I knew that got tattoos, and he had got his initials tattooed. And then, you know, I 
for the first tattoo I got was just something I picked off a wall, which I now have covered up. Um, it was just some like weird tribal thing. Cause I was so broke when I was in my, my like, you know, 1920, when I started getting tattoos that I just got like the bare minimum of what you could get. That's either on the board or like a couple letters. So at this point now, I like all my tattoos. Uh, and I would say I have, Wait, hang on a second. Wait, but let's back up to the one that you, you covered up. Sure. <laughs> I mean, because Doug Mellard has covered up some tattoos, but it's usually because, uh, it, you know, it involves a name or some just something that you've uh, like moved on from or don't want to think about again. But I've never heard of someone covering up just a tattoo just because you just didn't think it was that great of a, a tattoo. Like you just weren't into it. It was it was something I just picked off a wall. So and it didn't make sense. It didn't like I so I go into I think it was called Anchors or Anchors or something in Rockville, Maryland. And I and I I did I drive there? I, I think I took a fucking <laughs> the metro bus there and I go in and I just for like an hour and 20 minutes just I was getting a tattoo. I didn't know what it was, and I'm just looking at the wall and looking at the wall. And I'd say, how much is this? And the guy would be like, you know, it's 275. I'm like, all right, well, I don't have that money. No, how much is this? And he goes, that's 200. And then I go like, how much is this? And he goes, hey, man, how much money do you have? I go, I can spend 150 bucks. He goes, I'll do that for 150. And I was just like, okay. And <laughs> and it was yeah. like, it, yeah, it was horrible, dude. It was this like. I got one of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. But on your, but on your left like wrist forearm. Like it was, it <laughs> no. was, I would say it's six inches long. Oh. The average, the average size of a penis. I would say an average penis size dead center <laughs> on my inner wrist, uh, a, a daggery. I mean, it what was funny was it had no meaning, but some Indian <laughs> dude that worked at like a seven 11 once when I was paying for something, he said, he said, Oh, that's the symbol of, of 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 Vishnu or something, and I was like, I was like, you re really? And like, I was, I was so happy. I was like, please tell me, <laughs> please tell me, it means something. Um, you should tell people that you uh, you covered it up because you broke up with that tribe. <laughs> I converted, yeah. Uh, but 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 that was that was this this like just I mean it was terrible, and I and then I tried to like add to it to make it better like i added like just black ink and so i tried to add these like little red flares and then my birth year and it just made it look even more devilish <laughs> and shitty like it was very like you know dubuque iowa bad slipknot you know death it just looks so bad and eventually which is right after the goddamn comedy jam started taking off in february of 2015 i had met this couple that owned royal heritage tattoos that is now in the west side like santa monica but it used to be on on uh, crescent heights in um in uh in west hollywood and i went they were like yeah this is what i i want to get a cover up there we, we got the guy and he was like what do you want and i was like and i met with the guy i said well i want to do like a goddamn comedy jam thing so I gave him like the logo of the jam, which is uh, one half of the face of Axl Rose, one half of the face of Lenny Bruce. And he, I mean, not only just murdered it so well, but it's like the face looks so good. And that's above the cover up. And then he turned the weird tribal thing into like, like a rose, uh, like a dark rose. It really looks cool. And I mean, if you, if you look, you can see the tribal thing but it's so covered up that it's like you you're almost like like you don't you it's just just thank god 
Thank God. <laughs> you know? So then, uh, what, so what's next? So that's that's one tattoo, but how, how many total? I'd say one. I mean, tw- uh, under 20, maybe like 15. <laughs> I love I love a guest that can't even, can only ballpark the number of tattoos that they have. I could count them real quick, it's, but it's like, there's so many little ones, and then there's been alterations, and then. And it's like, over the course of years, you just kind of. It just ends up just kind of being there. You don't really think about it ever. Like when you're starting out, it's like, oh, I got three tattoos. But then over the course of time, it's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Plus, Dude, w- that one got covered up. Does that mean that's two tattoos in one? Or is that yeah, one yeah. tattoo? Yeah. What, you know what's funny, though? It's like you'll you'll like you'll get it done and then you'll immediately like fuck wait did i should i have gotten this there oh that should be there (laughs) and you think about that and then just one day you just accept that it's never going away and you go all right it's not (laughs) horrible even though you you just kind of hate it like i got this scorpio on my arm on this dead this like this blank area on my left arm which is where i have most of my artwork and it's like i don't hate it i just wish it wish it was three inches to the left do you know what i mean if i just would have had it over there it's dead center and then i'm like maybe i can turn the scorpio into the face hugger from aliens and then that would be something i would really be like proud to showcase um because just a Scorpio seems like pretty basic bitch, but you know, especially as somebody that is a Scorpio, which was the deciding factor of why I got it. So, <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> did you uh, want a place where you I got don't... it, and, or did the tattoo artist just say, "Actually, I think it'd be better over here"? And you're like, "Fuck it, sure." So I'm on tour this summer. I was on tour with Jelly Roll. I was there um for about two and a half months and 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 almost every other city we had a tattoo guy that would just do shit for free but like for tips and sometimes they'd have like a piece of paper of what we were going we all got one tattoo that was all the same the back road baptism 2023 like like it's like a church steeple thing and we all got that everybody that either worked on the tour or whatever um then there would just be random ones like i got like on my right leg i have one that just says 80 days which is how long the tour was that me and another guy got and then i've got like uh like a five but like the roman numeral five behind my ear which uh is for bus five the but the bus that i lived on for three months and then i just have wichita which is nine ones <laughs> not nine it's it's a uh, three one six area code but i was throwing dice and when I would roll a three, a one, and a six, I would yell out Wichita. And so I got and I'm not I'm not even from Wichita. Like I'm from Maryland. These these all these numbers and symbols are gonna be so much fun to you for you to figure out in your old age. Like you're gonna like have this weird roadmap to various experiences if you can remember. I, I mean, I I think that ultimately the there's like as long as i stay sharp you know and i take my uh my what is that the brain fuel that rogan <laughs> takes the the on it mushroom blend what yeah. is that called what the fuck yeah. is that called muscle like brain you're trying to remember something called yeah, brain maybe fuel. i do need it <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like, what's the stuff that pete holmes is always promoting the moon tropics oh or, yeah uh, he's dude, got he, some sort of beverage he has 15 Magic minutes mind. before he goes on stage. 
fuck, I need that. I need that before a podcast. I needed that at the beginning of the year so I could remember to pay my health insurance. Um, but yeah, but like it's, I, I think that when you really like the, the the majority of the tattoos that I have on my body now all have some sort of meaning or are, because even the Scorpio, you're like, well, I am a Scorpio. So it's not stupid that I have one on there. It's like, oh, well, that was, that represents November and whatever. But the majority of all the shit, like I covered up that bad tattoo with the, with the, the face smash of, of uh, Axl Rose and Lenny Bruce. And then on the other side, I have Simpsons characters as clockwork orange characters, uh, but my favorite <laughs> Simpsons characters. So I have Sim Homer, Ralph, Moses lack and uh, the main reason I wanted to get it was for Agnes Skinner um, because I love her so much. So I have them all in my arm. And then the <laughs> other side of that arm is all Pee Wee's Playhouse stuff. So I have, oh, cool. I have, yeah, so I have Jombie, um, like a face of Jombie. I have Pee Wee's bike and then I have like the Satan helpers logo. Wow. Yeah. It's all like pop stuff. <laughs> There's some I didn't click on the picture, but today there's some politician is trending because people are saying he looks like Pee Wee Herman. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know what his name is, but I didn't click on it also because I was like, I don't want to see some shitty politician that looks like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I don't want to besmirch Pee Wee's memory this way. Plus also, yeah. You know how people are too, though. I think I, I feel like I'd click on it and go, "That doesn't." Look, it looks like Peter Herman yeah. just got like his hair greased back, or you know, there's some specific thing. Maybe he wears a dumb bow tie or something. But um, all right, so I'm gonna put down for number of tattoos uh, uh, unknown by by anyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's just a mystery at this point. And then we gotta take a uh, break. When we come back, we've just got a few more warm-up questions, and then we're going to get into uh, the full jam of it all. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We are back and rested. Those commercials were amazing. Um, I'm sorry there weren't any for the Pete Holmes miracle drink. But, uh, <laughs> Moon tropics. <laughs> uh, so, Josh Adam Myers, have you in your lifetime had the opportunity to name any pets, any, any doggies or kitties? I've had um, three that I've had my hand in. And then, and then, You're like contributing, contributing, contributing yeah. I only contrib <laughs> I contributed to our first pet in my childhood, like with my family pet, um, and that was that was Mookie. We had a cat named Mookie, M O O K I E, um, 
and that was because me and my sister, I think we were watching Do the Right Thing, and we really liked Mookie, the character. We liked uh, the Spike Lee character from that, and I think it's just a cool name, Mookie. It'd be funny if you named the cat Mookie because it likes throwing garbage cans through windows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness for the left nipple. Thank goodness um, for the right. Okay, so and then who? And then as time went on, you you got you. It sounds like you got involved in the naming of of several pets. Where, but was any where it was your decision? Yes. So I have two pets. Yeah, two pets that are were are mine or that were mine. One one passed away. One I still have. So the my first dog was a miniature Doberman Pinscher, um, and his name was Jazz J A Z Z. Um, because it just it was I I that I think when I was like in my I still love jazz a lot but I just gotten really into jazz in my mid twenties I say like twenty four, and and so I just thought that was like a cool name for the dog, um the dog had nothing to do with jazz it didn't if I put it on it couldn't have given a shit and uh, you know it it wasn't it wasn't hip <laughs> it just was a fucking dog with a cool name. <laughs> You couldn't train the dog to do a special little jazzy dance. Yeah, I was. I was maybe I could get it to scat like. <laughs> I wish I could, yeah. but I'm, maybe this dog. Maybe the dog that I have now. She. That's a name. This one I'm very proud of. And okay. and Doug, you uh, you laughed when I said the thing uh, about Pee Wee's. Not laughing. But you, there was. I found a connection, Doug Mellard, when when we yeah. talked about Pee Wee's Playhouse. So, oh, I love so my dog, the the Doberman. I have an eighty pound female Doberman, well trained service animal. I take her everywhere. Her name is Lekka. E L E K K A Lekka after Mecca Lekka High Mecca High Yeah, and yeah, so. Originally, I was going to name her, uh, uh, what was it? Fuck. It was like uh, Beckley. I think that's what's on her 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 uh, emotional support certificate. But I, I, the next morning, I was walking her, and I said, I just said, Lek. I was like, Lekka. And cause me and my buddy used to say that as we backpacked through Europe. We used to say, like, just we used to just get high and just be like, Mecca, Lekka. It was just a thing, speaking another language when you're delirious, traveling from one country to the next, and you haven't been eating properly but <laughs> drinking heavy. And and so the the short story is just is like I I brought her outside and she's pooping and I just go Lekka and she looked at me and I go that's her name and then which is way cooler because Lekka also is it means delicious in German and it means cool in South African. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So if just kept if kept refrigerated, that dog is delicious and cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, what about uh, moving on from animals? Uh, another thing that uh, sometimes people give names to are like, uh, you know, boats, houses, cars, uh, things like that. Are you a person who does that? Do you give names no. to? No, not really. I, I don't I don't like I don't have a name for like, you know, like I met people or they've done like a newlywed game. What's your name for your for your penis? And you're like, you know, the hammer. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't. I never named any inanimate objects or, or anything. Dogs, of course. And I think the dog namings are the best because, you know, as a dog, you can really have fun with it, um, which really upsets me when people 
get dogs and they name it like Eric. Like, go fuck yourself, dude. <laughs> like, but sometimes it's funny. It depends on the dog. Like, you know, uh, I mean, Eric is a terrible name for a yeah, dog. But, but I just, if you just, if it's just the right dog looking at you after calling it Eric, it could be. Uh, could be fun, but sure. I, I do. I hear you though. Like, uh, uh, you know, well, how do you feel about people that uh, you know add like Mister or something uh, to the beginning of a name? I think know, that like would Mister Bojangles. Yeah, that that's great. Like I like I love like like you know if it was like Eric Excelsior the third or like you know <laughs> Sir Eric of Flufflesworth like some shit like that. Yeah, dude, I'm all for that. Give it a give it a you know a, a, a flag and a crest and make it a a strong family. You know, with a creed. Yeah, uh, just one thing will, f- will not do for you. You can't just give a dog. You just can't call it uh, Shirley and, and leave it at that. Shirley's fine. Shirley, Shirley actually is fine. <laughs> Shirley, like, there's certain yeah, yeah. names. <laughs> like, a, like 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 uh, Gertie would be good for a dog's name. Gertie, yeah. Something that hasn't been said in years, like a Mildred or a Blanche. Um, all of my Oh, I thought gr- of a good one. What do you uh, got? Uh, Babette. Perfect. I knew a bad bet. Bad bet. Especially bad. if it's like a bulldog or something, you know. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> By the, the way, le- the less cute, the better for bad bet. So funny that you say that. There's there was a girl. I'm not gonna say her full name, but there's a girl that I knew. The only bad bet I've ever met in my life that in high school and middle school was like well, really middle school into ninth so on grade. She was like really nerdy looking, and then the she's going is it the she's all that thing where they mm-hmm. just took their yeah. glasses off of her. And you're like, this is the hottest woman that's ever lived. (laughs) And is suddenly dating like, I mean, talking like a dork, like a fucking spaz. And then then like by 11th grade, you're like, good God, you're Claudia Schiffer, like insanely hot. Yeah, just grow into it sometimes just to, you know, have an awkward uh, phase or what have you. Um, So you have a. Uh, podcast, Josh, that's mentioned earlier in the show called The 500. Yeah. And so how did you uh, uh, tell us the premise of the show? And then I guess that explains why it's called The 500. I am going through Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums. Um, It started as like it didn't start as a podcast. It started as just like, oh, I'm just going to listen to 500 records over 500 days and like post about them. And then I got through like three days and a bunch of comics would like not just comics, but people would reach out and be like, oh, my God, this album is like reminds me of this. And when I and when this was what was going on when I when I first heard it and I was touring this place and then I was like, oh, shit, this is a podcast. And so basically we talk about the record. It's like a book club. We talk about the record. We talk about the facts. We talk about the important stuff that needs to be talked about. But being that I'm not like Matt Pinfield or like a music historian, um, there's only so much I can say about about like this song sounds like X. So I use the album as a roadmap to interview the guest. So if this song is about, you know, something that happened to you in your childhood that was big, like, oh, we'll we'll talk about that or we'll talk about I try to use this is about, you know, 
about like being awkward in high school. What was it? What was your awkward experience in high school like? And and so it's a fun way to show how the art and life are basically symbiotic and we're it's all the same shit. So we've been doing it for about five and a half years, man. And I've almost quit like, you know, <laughs> a lot because because the thing was like what I came up with the idea and I was doing another podcast and my producer got mad at me. He goes, dude, what are you talking about? He said, we've done nine episodes of this other podcast. And I go, bro, this is a million dollar idea that we're going to sell to Spotify. I was like, 100% we're going to sell it to Spotify. We released 13 episodes. And I remember I was at the whiskey waiting uh, for kiss to go on. They were doing a special performance and I had snuck in because I knew the bouncer and they, the guy told me just to seem busy because all the people are here for either Sirius XM or they're with the whiskey. So no one fucking knows who's who. So you'll just sit here and do work. And I sat there and I got that email from from Bart Coleman at Spotify, who used to be the booker for, you know, at midnight. He might be the booker now for after midnight. I'm not sure. But he um, great dude. He had worked on my TV show of the Comedy Jam and he um, he was working at Spotify. And so he turned it into a Spotify podcast. We they they paid me an absurd amount of money to do it for about a year. And then the second they signed the Joe Rogan deal, they cut me. Um, but we carried on. And so it's hard to go from like no money to a lot of money to no money again and then have to build it back up and keep that same like oomph. but dude i love it and, and both of you guys i would love to have you guys on man i've got another four years left of it um the albums are getting great and it's fun man because we get to talk to like like doug like what's your favorite like what's your what's your go-to album just if you have one you know like what is it either yeah, you. Wait, which <laughs> which doug both of y'all what am I re- listening to most recently? I do listen to a lot of jazz, but that's either here nor there. The culture has become, it's- you know, uh, the the album isn't what it used to be. Like, there's no current albums that I like. Just sit down and you know listen to a whole album. Uh, you know, it have to be something classic. And I've seen the 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 Rolling Stone list, and um, you know, thought about it, and. You know, thinking more in terms of like it's more of a jumping off point for a conversation, then sure, there's a lot of albums I could do. But I was just sort of looking at it like, what's an album I could really talk about? Like, I know all the tracks and they were either taken or, you know, not on the list because also it's there's not many that I can speak to that way. It's like when I was in my teens, maybe I knew some albums and listened to them like in their entirety. But then as soon as I got older and there was like such a thing as like shuffle on your whatever device you were listening on, uh, you know, I just became more, you know, single oriented. Um, Did you think of one, Doug? Well, you know, what's crazy is that I never, I'll give re-listens to like classics if I never really in quotes got it before. Like if it's just a sound that didn't vibe with me, I always go back as we get older, your taste changes all the time. 100%. And I am currently out of the blue, really into Joy Division. And for whatever reason, it never like clicked with me. And now I'm like, I fucking love Joy Division. I just did that with Pavement recently. Like, uh, yeah, I like I like giving re-listens to stuff that I know is genius, but for whatever reason, I wasn't into it before. And see if it it fits now. And it definitely does. Both of those. We just did Pavement. uh, Was it Crooked Rain? Crooked Rain. 
um it's cool because we get like huge guests because people want to talk about anything other than their career and and we bring them in with the oh we're only going to be talking we're not only but i say we're going to be talking about the record that you love and so for pavement we got for crooked rain crooked rain we got rain wilson you know from the, from the office and we yeah, get dude we've, cool. we've gotten dude we've gotten huge guests and i mean anywhere from the biggest comics like you know bill burr a couple times and jim jeffries and wanda sykes and judd apatow a few times to we've had i mean tom hanks's wife rita wilson has been on we've had actual rock stars uh brandon boyd from incubus talking about jeff buckley or um we had billy gibbons talking about ZZ Top, which the Eliminator record, which was really fucking cool. Oh, my I God. Mean, we've, we've had, you know, the really deep cut guys like Mike Watt from the Minutemen talking about Wire. Um, it's it's a beautiful thing. Al Franken, Senator Al Franken talking about <laughs> Grateful Dead. It's <laughs> we, we have a great booker, Emily Kagan. She keeps the show alive because I was talking about how I almost quit. If I if I couldn't get if I was booking the show on my own, like it would I would have been done already. It's like the fact that she can get to these people. It's you know, it's magical. And and I think it's what keeps me going because it's just like this, Doug, like I, you know, before we even met, like I was a, I was a fan of you. Do you remember where we met? Do you remember? Oh, at uh, Pritzy's at Pritzy's? Yes. You would get a, a yeah. vodka gimlet and I would be the shitty bartender and then I got fired. Shortly after, <laughs> shortly, shortly after, you were good, you were a good bartender from my perspective. Well, I mean, you were very from easy, the customer dude. perspective. Yeah. You were a good but I was, I yeah, I was, I was never a good in the good service industry, and also I, I didn't know any of the drinks either. So the vodka gimlet, I started realizing because I thought you were cool. I was like, oh, it's fucking Doug. Let me let me master his drink. But you asked me to do a cosmopolitan, <laughs> and I'd be fucked. Um, but the, but the thing is, the thing is, it's, it's like to be able to like, this is a gift to be able to talk to people that, that I respect and that I, that are talented and in the business that we're in or in a business that, that you can't do, but you also are like fascinated by. And ultimately what's going to keep the show going is one, the music, because the records are great. And if you listen to the albums, they will make your life better, you know, to, to, and especially to go from one week to like pavement to then like, dude, uh, who'd I do today with Wayne Fetterman, uh, uh, Billy Blue Bland, who is this like influential blues, almost really created the form of, of rhythm and blues and soul. And it's just like, I never would have heard this guy's music. And it's something that now will now be a part of my life. And you know it, music touches us in a way, like movies touches us. Like, so I love that you do Doug Loves Movies because it, we, it's the, you know, we, we love movies so much that we watch them and then we go on IMDb when they're done and we, we find out all the trivia and who played what and who did this because you become so fascinated with uh, the movie and you just want to know more about it. And I think music and also it can make you cry and this and music can do the same thing. It's just but it just hits this, you know, like I can have a discussion with you about why a movie sucks. But if I say an album sucks, like I get people shitting on me, dude. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. crazy. <laughs> crazy people definitely have their uh they, they, their opinions and their tastes kind of ble bleed over into like it's some sort of factual uh statement a lot of times I, it drives me nuts like i don't even want to argue with somebody on the internet it's like you know hands down this is the best album by this band it's like well you can't 
that's your opinion, dude. Sure. But uh, so do you have to listen to every like do you f- feel obligated to listen to the whole album each time someone's coming on to talk about a specific yeah. album? 100 percent. 100 percent. I do. Um, one, the first listen, I make sure I listen to their album from start to finish all the way through. Um, and it could be on a car ride. It could be in my apartment while I'm doing stuff. Um, but what I, but what I really like to do is just kind of like, just hear it the way I think it's meant to be heard, which is all the way through. And, and it's, it just kind of grabs you a little bit. You find out what you really like and what's good on it and what you're attracted to do. And then I'm, and I'm, I don't say I like make notes or anything that first listen, but dude, I used to, and I mean, used to like sit down and listen to the record and just take notes and write down every little thing about it. And then I would, um, research for 10 hours about every record. Now I have people that do that for me, uh, which is great because I don't have the time. But I give the album, you know, whereas I used to give it fucking nine listens. Now I listen to the records usually at least once. Uh, I'd say two to three is is probably the tops. Right. Yeah. It's just the the, the time that you have to put into this is so, uh, so tremendous. Uh, yeah. That, you know, you can only listen to these things so much. But also, do you ever has anybody picked an album that you couldn't uh, it wasn't uh, available anywhere there? Well, it's funny that you say that. Um you know, when we were doing uh, De La Soul, you couldn't find it anywhere. You couldn't buy it. De La Soul, three feet and under, you couldn't find it anywhere. It was just it was just gone um, because they had taken it out of of that kind of release. So there what's cool about um, what's cool about the, you know, the the list and sp- in places like Spotify and, um, you know, even though I like uh, Spotify is the enemy and apple music it's all the same shit they're not paying the artists enough they're not good uh in that sense but that's the way of the world now we're all getting shit like that um the the um there there are people out there that if there's like a play not a playlist but some of the records are albums and then some of them are like career retrospects of like merle haggard or bb king or muddy waters so there are people that put those songs on a playlist together they label it as the album and then they kind of like just lay it out so you can pretty much find everything everywhere at this point now oh that's good yeah Worst case, there's always somebody that put it up on YouTube. <laughs> no, hundred percent. And I've I've yeah. listened to records that way too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always funny to me. The the just the audio things that people will just post on on YouTube, and you, you know, you just sit there and watch a blank screen and listen to the, uh, you know, whatever it is. So, how many albums have you uh, done out of the five hundred? Let me tell, I'll tell you right now where we're at. We are at... 200 something? No, dude. We are at... Yeah, we're like 220. <laughs> I think we're at 200. Because I'm I'm taking off six weeks. So we're at 214. So we have 214 more to go. Oh, it's not a full 500? It's... No, it's, no, it's, it's 500. We've done... We've done uh, over 270... I don't know. What's the math on... Hold on. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, we've done 286 episodes. Oh, okay. All right. It's crazy. When did this when did this 500 albums list come out? Like is it starting to get uh, like dated? 
Yes, in, in right, funny that you say that. So <laughs> the list, the list was created in 2003. The first list was oh two. Oh shit, it was oh two. Can you hear me? I just tripped over my cord. Are we good? No, yeah, you're yeah. good. Okay, cool. So the first list came out in 2002. Then they then in 08 you know things moved on things moved off and then and which is the list that we're doing is the 2012 update because they didn't do a new list until 2020 and here's the thing though the 2012 list is very similar to the 2002 list with certain things popping on certain things popping up certain stuff moving up certain stuff moving down the 2012 list to the 2020 list is is almost complete. I mean, completely different. Oh. oh, so like some different people came onto the magazine and uh, just yeah. decided to scrap the whole list and make it essentially a new basically one. basic. Well, also, and it was it was after the the summer of George Floyd because uh, it was came out in September of 2020 and. You know, it was a, that was a time where it was just like diversity. We're changing everything. It's like everybody. And, and truth be told, the 2002 through the 2012 list were probably all made by like older white guys with with yeah. some with some like with a lot of artists putting their stuff in. And the 2020 list, I mean, is is just very diverse. And so there's you know, we went from not one Drake record in there to every one of his records, to every Kanye record. Dude, it was crazy. Uh, Outcast Equemini, which was number 500 on my my podcast. It was the first episode that we did. It moved down to like number 49. And then, you know, Lauren Hill, which was in the 300s, Miseducation of Lauren Hill, which is a which is one of my favorite records of all time, moved from like the high threes, 386, I think it was, all the way down to like like, to the 10th spot and then sergeant pepper which has been number one throughout all of them moved from number one to 25 so it's definitely like it's definitely different you know what i mean (laughs) that's a serious demotion for the for the pet holy shit um well all right so yeah i you know i'm happy to uh you know look at the albums that uh are are still up for grabs and I'm sure Doug would like to do it too. Doug would probably. Yeah, be I'd love to have you both on. I I, I would yeah, love man. to have you both on. I'll send you both. Um, I'll text you both where we're at, and I'll I'll send you the next six months of what needs to be done. And dude, it's great. Like I mean it. Like looking over what I just did. I just did like you know U two War and you know BC Boys License to Ill and and New York Dolls, New York Dolls and Neil Diamond. It's like it's all this great music and now we're starting to get into like the real thick of it. So it's like Pearl Jam 10 and Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here. Eventually it started where it would be like good record, good record, what the fuck is this? Never heard of this, never heard of this. Huge record. And I mean it could be like Stone Roses, Stone Roses and Wu-Tang enter the 36 chambers where you're like, wow, big records that audience wants to listen to the breakdown about. And then the next thing is like, blah, Willie Jenkins from the from the Bayou Boys <laughs> sessions of 1922, um, and and I mean it's 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 like that. So it's a hard podcast to grow an audience, but we have about 20 to I'd say, but I think we average about 20 to 25 thousand listeners an episode. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a lot of a uh, lot of music fans, uh, but I would also imagine just people that enjoy listening to you talk to these uh, you know these various people. Um, because yeah, the conversation could just, uh, as we discovered today, uh, it could just go off 
anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't have to necessarily stick to the topic. Do you have from the specials and albums and stuff you've done? Do you have like a favorite title that you've named something? I liked this tour that I just did uh, more than anything, which would be Josh Adamire's Skadoodles America. Um, <laughs> and it just, because I, you know, you might have met him, um, Doug Benson, uh, but there was a comedian that passed away in 2012 that was one of my best friends named Angelo Bowers. And he was a brilliant, I mean, 100% going to be the next Dave Attell. Like, Sarah Silverman, he worked with Sarah and he worked with Bobby Lee and he would ghostwrite for all these people, just brilliant setup punchlines. And he was this adorable dork, just a nerdy guy. And he would speak in this like weird language sometimes, just making up words. And so I started doing that because we were friends. And so it's just kind of bled into other things. And and it's like something that now me and my friends talk about. And skadoodle is just this one word that I that I that I use that it's like you don't know what it means, but you kind of do. It's like you know, like if I said Josh Adamire skadoodles America, what would you think skadoodles is the verb for? Well, I would, you know, I would think just from the 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 old word that's probably spelled slightly different, uh, skadoodle. Um, that that to me would seem like you you're uh, leaving America. I got. Oh, I see that. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. But when that. one skadoodles America, then I don't know. I don't know what. You know what I mean? I don't know. I assume that means you, uh, crossing it or or uh, bouncing around. You know, like a skadoodle kind of also sounds like a, a word that like Tigger would use. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I definitely I've got see a skadoodle. Ooh, I've been <laughs> skadoodling. <Don't you> know? <laughs> but it's just uh, something well, that it just it just feels it feels I I don't know I think the you know as I've gotten older, it's like, you know, it's just the key that that's like this weird little thing that I have that just makes me still feel like a little kid. Um, just to use that kind of like, you know, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Scat language. It's just, it's cute. And it's, it's childish. Mecca like a honey. Mecca like a honey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And, and, you know, I, you know, age and old is, is not real. Like, you know, dude, I knew people that were 25, that I grew up with that were old men already because they were like, well, I'm married right. and I have kids and this is my life. And I'm like, dude, I'm 44 and I still, f I'm more mature, but I still feel like I'm 15 years old. You know, I still feel the, that young kid, like at, at my, my heart. And it's like, you know, the music affects me the same way in the movies and, and just life. It's, it's great. So, you know, it's, it's a never, the last thing you want to do is be like, you know, fucking, like an old man. That's, that's what scares me. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't do that. Don't be an old an, an old white man in today's society. Nobody needs it. Oh. Uh, take it somewhere else. Um, but listen, we, uh, we're out of time, and we didn't even get to... Uh, I can tell it to you real the, quick. The meat of the conversation. Well, I was going to suggest, uh, would you mind coming back another time? Because yeah, I, I love wanna, that. Oh, my God, yeah. New partner. It's a, through it. It's a great, it's a great story. And it, I mean, it's very quick, but it's like, it really breaks down the ethos of what the entertainment society is and what we do and how absurd it is. Um, because I it wasn't. It. Yeah. So I think to all the listeners out there, uh, it's worth it. 
tune back yeah. in josh adam myers and world of dogs <laughs> yeah we'll uh we'll do a uh a part two down the road but for now could you uh do your promotional bits what would you like to promote Let's rock. Uh, at Josh Adam Myers on all social media, I post clips and, and videos uh, every day. Um, JoshAdamMyers.com for tickets, um, depending on when this comes out. Well, really, I'm taking off some time. I'm going to go on like a like a spiritual journey for the next six weeks as I heal from surgery. But um, I'll be at Moon Tower Comedy Festival in, in, uh, in Austin, Texas, April like 18th through the 20th. Uh, the Riot in Houston. I'll be at Laugh Boston. Um, the calendar's filling up uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, I'll be on tour doing the goddamn Comedy Jam in Nashville, Los Angeles, New York. Uh, just just go to, you know, just follow me at Josh Adam Myers uh, to find out all updates and listen to The 500. Uh, you can find out about it. Um, The500podcast.com will take you through everything. It's a great podcast, man. And I, like I said, I'd love to have you guys on. Yeah, man. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, Doug Mellard, what do you want to plug? Find me on Instagram at Doug Mellard, and I'll double down on Moon Tower. Get your tickets now. Get your yeah. bags. Get your tickets. I'll be there, checking out the comedy. You guys, you're a staple there. You're there. Yeah, it's it's, it's become awesome. like the yeah. centerpiece. Yeah, it's it's really it's really cool, man. Like you know, we've been doing it there for six, seven years. Um, I think it's going to be our seventh year and they, they just moved it to, they made it the, they did it the right way, which, uh, Skankfest and, and, and JFL Montreal started to do it the right way. Uh, the last time we did it there, but it's like, make it the last show, push everybody there, make it a party. And, and it's fun. And, and Moon Tower does a really good job. And, dude, I mean, Austin's a music town, too. So it's super, yeah. super, yeah. super easy. And they get it. What's cool about Moon Tower is I can do any song. Like, I don't have to open with something that's, like, universally known, you know, to right. win the crowd over. Like, I can open up with, like, Midnight Oil, Beds Are Burning. And the crowd is just like, how can we dance when the scooter doodle? And they're just into it. And I love it. So we'll see you there in <laughs> April. Um. Yeah, dude, this was so much fun. Please have me back, and please, uh, dude. Any, I would love to next. If you do a Gramercy thing and you got an extra spot or somebody drops out, please, because I live like three blocks from there. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the Gramercy is uh, awesome. I'll, I'll totally hit you up when I'm when I'm back there. I'm gonna be uh, speaking of uh, cities that are uh, you know where all the music comes from. I'm gonna be in Bakersfield, California, uh, this Saturday. And then I'm going to be in Vegas on March 1st and 2nd. All of my dates are at DougLovesMovies.com. Uh, thank you once again, Josh Adam Myers. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely um, set up a, a, a part two. Oh, please. Uh, I, I had a blast. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Just, I needed this, too, because because it's killed time while, my, while, my, while I find out if I have health insurance or not so I can have my surgery. Uh, <laughs> cross your fingers, because if not... Me, buddy. Because if yeah. not, I am fucked. Well, skadoodled. Yeah, I'm to, skadoodled. <laughs> happy, to be a, happy to be a distraction for you. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And as always, Doug Damn Comedy Jam. <laughs> Got it.